0: Kansas anymore. Are you ready?
1: No, I'm just getting warmed up. This
0: task was appointed to you. I said I want not Hey! I say we take off and loop the entire site. Roger dead.
1: I'm Catherine and today I'm joined on the BBFC podcast by our head of education, Lucy Brett. Now, we've had a request from some groups who are showing a series of films this summer, and they'd like us to discuss the films Wild Bill and To Kill a Mockingbird. So what is it that links these films, Lucy?
0: Yeah, I mean, in terms of general background, they have quite similar themes ranging from things like parenting and responsibility and childhood and fatherhood. But they treat those things in very different ways and with um, very different ways of exploring the characters as well. So if we start with To Kill a Mockingbird, uh, which is sort of considered a classic, this is a a book a lot of people will remember. Um, Many people will have studied it at school over over the ages. And a lot of you might have even watched this film in a classroom. It stars Gregory Peck as Atticus Finch, a lawyer in the Depression-era South who defends a black man against an undeserved rape charge and about his children and about the background of prejudice for that story. It was hugely critically acclaimed when it came out. Um, it had an Academy Award-winning screenplay based on Harper Lee's Pulitzer Prize-winning novel, which is now considered a classic.
1: So how was the film received by those BBFC staff when they first saw it back in the 60s?
0: Well we can see that they similarly admired the film to the critics and there's an absolutely lovely letter and we've read them before from, from some BBFC directors in the past and this is from the director John Trevelyan and he says It's none of our business to judge whether a film is a good one or not but occasionally we get a film which impresses us so much that I feel I want to pass our appreciation to the company concerned. In all our examiners and our president and myself have now seen To Kill a Mockingbird. We have all been immensely impressed and deeply moved by it. This is an unusual film and one which gave us the problem of whether it should go into the A or X categories. We were, however, so much impressed with the honesty that came through it and with the fact that it was really saying the right things to children that we decided that, although there were some parts of it that belonged more to the X category, we were prepared to give it an A certificate without cuts. He then goes on to say that he hopes that critics like it as much as he did and that he says, I also believe that the sincerity and honesty in the picture will be recognised by the public and that a very large number of people will like it as much as we do and so that's sort of quite a lovely insight into his very positive response but it also brings up this quite interesting idea that I know we've covered before in the podcast about what happens when a film arrives and some elements of it seem not necessarily right for the category which when the film is taken as a whole feels like the right place for it
1: so what were the key issues in the film that kind of put it on that border between A and X?
0: Well, uh, probably the strongest issue was the dialogue about sexual violence in the film um comments about bruising on, on a character's face and neck. And these were in a courtroom context, um, but they are nevertheless quite strong-feeling examiners at the time talked about the threat to children being quite aggravating. These are difficult themes but the film, like the book, expresses them very carefully Um, and the early reports suggest something um, we come across a lot now in films which is that the treatment and the overall tone had to be really considered so even though they didn't have the same classification guidelines that we use now um, back then the thought processes were quite similar in a way so they noted things like although there were matters of detail that really belonged to the x category the tone and message of the film made it acceptable for the a category Um, and another examiner said said uh, um, this is not a film to cut which i think is is showing a thought process which says we could intervene to make this film less strong at A, but then the film would lose its power. So the film was classified A in December in 1962, but there was some debate internally.
1: So once the film was classified A, who could go and see it?
0: In many ways, A was very similar to the contemporary PG, so technically anyone could go and see it. Um, Whereas but was, it had
1: been X, it would have been just adults only?
0: Yeah, well, over 16s.
1: So obviously we don't have an A rating now. Um, so what's happened since to that film in terms of its classification?
0: Um, it was next sent a, a long time later in 1986 for a video release on VHS and um, unanimously passed at PG, which, was the ca- which had come into force then as a category. But uh, both the reports we have Talk about the language and the theme as being on at that point the PG fifteen borderline, because of course back in nineteen eighty six there was no twelve category, um, and the twelve A hadn't you know wasn't even in anyone's consciousness, so we didn't even have a, a category between PG and. And again, they made the same sort of decision that was made when it first came in in the 1960s, which was that uh, this is a, a lovely quote the treatment is so unsensational, the film so humane and engrossing, much of it seen from the children's point of view that PG seems the only answer. Um, that examiner went on, on to say, I have shown the film to numerous school groups aged 12 to 16 or so, and all have been involved in the film, and I can't conceive of any complaints about PG.
1: And did, they, did that sort of thinking also apply to like the discriminatory language in the film? Because that was quite outdated almost even by this point.
0: It's worth being quite emphatic about that. The mass, message of the film is very clearly anti-racist. And Atticus, in fact, there's an interesting um, you know, dialogue point where he refuses to use some of the strongest discriminatory or racist terms um, and firmly tells his children not to use them. But and he uses what were um, the, the right terms at the time um, to... to speak to his children. So it was past PG again.
1: Now she on to quite a different film but it has obviously like you said similar themes Um, we're going to talk a little bit about Wild Bill now you said this film had been used in education and film groups before why do you think it had such an appeal in that setting?
0: Wild Bill is is an independent British social realist film and it's set in London's East End and it's about a character who has just returned home after 8 years in prison who was a bit of a legendary character amongst his sort of criminal fraternity and he discovers that his children his 15 year old and 11 year old have been abandoned by their mother and reluctantly agrees to look after them so social services won't take them into care.
1: So when the film was submitted to the BBFC, what were the classification issues in it and did the company want a specific did they want a specific lower rating for the film did they also foresee a sort of youth appeal?
0: Well they didn't make an age rating request, which was quite interesting. Um, but the examiners who watched the film noted that the defining issues were numerous. There was strong language, very strong language, hard drug use, strong violence, strong sex references, so quite a lot there. There was a lot of strong language, so forty uses of the F word, and some of which was aggressive. In our last you know, the last sort of time we went to the public and asked big questions about language that people are very concerned if the strongest language is used in an aggressive way, particularly if it's used male to female. They also had to think about the sex references in the film and there were quite a lot of uses of things that were sort of relatively crude terms um, and descriptions such as a sort of moment where Bill is having a conversation with his young son about a career in drug dealing and how that could lead to problems in prison so you get these quite complicated and um, strong references and maybe made more complicated to watch by them often being said in front of or with young children
1: So you mentioned earlier that hard drug use is um, included as a category defining issue in the short insight that we provide for this film. What was it about the drugs that meant they could be contained at the 15 level? Because it seems like quite a strong statement for a 15 film.
0: Yeah, and when you watch it, the, um, there is there are scenes of drug preparation, for example, and drug use. This is really an example of context coming into play, because when you watch the film as a whole, um, yes, those elements are there, and they're providing a realistic background for the characters and the situation they're in, but the film as a whole isn't glamorising or encouraging viewers to use drugs and it's actually taking a stance which is really quite highly moral. The film is is showing those things but only to provide a, a, a bigger insight if you like into that element of the character's lives and of course the guidelines um, when that film came out at 15 stated drug taking may be shown but the film as a whole must not promote or encourage drug misuse which really this is a sort of good example of that thinking in, in process when people watch it they'll mm-hmm. see that.
1: And there's also a bit of violence in the film, isn't there? And some of it's quite stylised. Is that problematic in a film that might appeal to teenagers at all?
0: Yeah, there is. Uh, there are scenes of, of strong violence, and particularly when Bill confronts the drug-dealing gang. It's filmed in a realistic style, but there's a lot of it, um, and the editing is very rapid and often cuts away at the point of contact. We did think about whether the work is sort of glamorising violence to younger audiences, but I think also showing us that it's harsh and that the violence is difficult there's there's no sense that this film is sort of completely embracing uh, glamorous violence if that makes sense and um as i said it's a necessary part of the story
1: well thank you lucy that was a really interesting look at two like we said quite different films but also similar in a lot of ways as well and i hope those film groups that were showing those films find this podcast useful Now, don't forget, you can tell us what you'd like to hear discussed on the podcast using the feedback form on our podcast page. You can email us on podcast at bbfc.co.uk or you can tweet us at BBFC.